Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And uh, it's very luxurious and yes. made even more luxurious by my sidekick, Tom Dorian. Wow. Hello, Deacon Jeff. How are you? I'm doing fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. There you go. That's right. Fine and dandy. And, you know, Can't we, get much better than that. we have a fine and dandy topic, but it might be kind of a challenging topic for a lot of folks. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk. Um, the challenge is how are you going to bridge fine and dandy to this? No, I'm not. Sometimes we do things that I don't are think fine you can and dandy. Do that. And, no, I can't. So we're just going to launch into the topic. Wow. There you go. We, you know, we are. We just passed our the new year. We did. Right, the new calendar year. And everyone's all excited about the new year and all the possibilities. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I know at this time it's very customary to make New Year's resolutions. It is, indeed. Right? I mean, you resolve to eat fewer donuts, right? Of course. Which you've already busted that, by the way. That's six don- Well, six is less than a dozen. Well, there's a reason why I've already <laughs> eaten them, though. Right. Because of the topic. I don't know that I can eat them. That's right. Exactly right. When there we get into that, you will see. You'll make that connection right. later, listeners, as you're, as you're, as we're going yeah. through this. But you're right. Got them thinking now. You know, I'm resolved to, to lose a little bit of weight. I can, I can lose a few pounds, and some people might want to finish that project in their house they've been putting off and putting off, or that book they need to read, right. or, or the pro- whatever they're doing in their, you know, in their world, they want to stop, you know, speeding and yeah. uh, whatnot. I'm Clean gonna, slate. I'm going to resolve to do something different. And really, at the core of that is this desire to be a better person. You're right. And that's a good, it's a good thing. It's it a good is. thing to desire to be a better person. It is. You're right. Now, the one problem is, if you mm-hmm. notice the thing about New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. is we tend to make them every new year, <laughs> and we tend to break them <laughs> pretty soon after yeah, every new quickly. year. We, we, we tend to not become new persons. Well, we still have that desire right. to become a new and different person, but we tend to go right back to the, as yeah. creatures of habit, we go right back and do those same things over and over Change again. Change is hard. It is hard. It is. It is hard. And I think to some degree, what we're going to talk about today, and it's going to maybe help us a little bit, is is understanding what true change is. Maybe to the point where we're talking about, instead of just change, mm-hmm. but just transformation. Okay. Just seeing the idea that we need to be transformed. Okay. Right? And that's and that's a hard thing to accomplish, as we all know. Very difficult. Right? But the good thing is, and if I were to, like, you know, do a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. And tell you that God makes this possible because with God all things are possible. Oh, absolutely right, and so we certainly can be transformed. And and usually, um, well, most people know this, right? And that is that through the sacraments and through our experience, our spirituality, through our experience with the Catholic Church, we have many opportunities to be transformed. You're right, we do. But the problem with those other things, the New Year's resolutions, is they aren't deep enough. You know, think think about those resolutions. You, you know, losing a few pounds. Uh, you know, uh, stop speeding, read that book. Mm-hmm. Most of these things essentially are just sort of surface level. Mm-hmm. They, they make us feel better about ourselves a little bit, but they don't, it doesn't linger. It doesn't stay. Right. It's not, it's not fulfilling kind right. of a change right. Right. because it's, it's just surface level. It's not deep. It doesn't go down and just fundamentally and radically change who we are and how we do things. Right. And, and that is only possible with God. Right. 
And, you know, God desires that. And I was going to read a, a scripture verse here. I remember having a conversation uh, with some friends of mine. And, and I know you've probably heard this before, Tom. And, mm-hmm. and um, uh, don't we all hear this comment about the church? We're talking about the church. We're having a discussion, you know, in the public square, even in our families. And what we hear is someone saying, well, you know, the church just needs to get up to date. Oh, yeah, need to do this, need to do that. Yeah, the church needs to change because the church needs to realize that, you know, people are going to get divorced. Right. The church needs to realize that people are going to have marital relations without being married. Right. Right? And so people, the church needs to realize that two men or two women might be attracted to each other. The church needs to get up up with the times. Exactly. We hear that all the time. You're right. And the sadness there is that it... Again, it has this idea of change, mm-hmm. but it's not the idea of transformation and that transformation that comes to us only from God. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's kind of the, the opposite. And let me read a little, little scripture quote here. Let's go to um, Paul's letter to the Romans, okay. chapter 12. It's one of my favorite quotes, and it's the, uh, the, the second verse is what I'm going to read to you. It says, Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. And aren't we all going through life trying to figure out what the will of God in our lives is? We are. We want to know what's good, pleasing, and perfect to God, right? We, we want to know what that stuff is. We're seeking that all the time because mm-hmm. we want to better ourselves. Hence the New Year's resolutions. Right. And yet St. Paul tells us that we're not going to get there by conforming ourselves to this age. Right. You know, who is the one entity on this earth, Tom? I, I hope you know this. The one entity <laughs> on this earth that is the the place where you will find uh, an unbending, unchanging moral structure. Who's always being attacked by the media? Who's always being oh, attacked yeah. by politicians? Who's always being attacked by secularists? Yeah. You know, what church, entity? Of course. of course, it's the Catholic Church. Right. Right, and the Catholic Church is the one that, you know, is is pictured with this the, being an, uh, this illusion of of having this these dusty old creeds, right? Right, this old book of like, oh, let me open up the book. There's like this 900 year old man with a pointy hat <laughs> in, in some great uh, uh, upper room of the of the Vatican somewhere, and you know, and right. this guy who's so totally out of touch with the world is coming up with all these antiquated things to say about all these old ways of doing things. And we need some new blood in here. We need some new. We need some change. Right, and it's very common. And yet St. Paul tells us it's the opposite. Yeah. You've got to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How is your mind renewed? By the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. See, when we are changed, when we're transformed, Mm -hmm. then we're no longer conforming. See, to conform is to become in lockstep, just to kind of not be thinking about what you're doing. And we conform and we just kind of mold in with everybody else. Yeah. Oh, why are you doing that? Well, everybody else is doing that. Exactly. Right? And so we don't want to do that. We, we want to we be transformed. Mm-hmm. And what's so beautiful about all this stuff is, is this idea that when we're transformed, now, as St. Paul says, we can discern what the will of God is. We can discern what's good and pleasing and perfect. Makes sense. Whereas before, if we're conforming, we're still going to be lost. Because why? We're conforming to a system that is lost, that is already right. kind of wandering uh, aimlessly, right? Under the guise of being up to date, under the guise of being, you know, in in line with technology and new radical thinking, right? As if this were, you know, a good thing. I, I know that 
someone, if you were to call somebody a, a, a mean thing, you would say they were closed-minded. That would be a mean thing to say to somebody. Typically, it's the way we experience you're that, right. that phrase. Oh, you're just closed-minded. You need to be open-minded. Yeah. And to a certain degree, you know, you have to stop and think about that. Is, is being closed-minded actually bad? In fact, what I would be radical in saying to you is that actually I think it's a good thing to be closed-minded. What it means is that you've made a decision in your life to be constantly open-minded is to be somebody who doesn't make any decisions ever. Yeah, you're you, waffling all the time. You never settle. Right. Right. And yes, you should be open to the promptings of the Spirit. You should be open to uh, that which God is is giving to us on a daily basis. We should be open to grace. Mm-hmm. But that grace will transform us. And at some point, we settle on the church. We settle on doctrine. We settle on these ideas. And we settle on our relationship with God. In other words, we're closed-minded. You're and right. So it's good to be closed-minded when it comes to religion. Right. You know, provided you found the home, you, you, if you found your home, why, why are you still looking? Yeah. Does that make sense? It perfect sense. Well, and so here's a world that says, well, you should always be open-minded. It's Opposite. Like, well, well, I say to a certain degree, after a certain amount of searching, right, You once you have discerned what is the will of God and what is good and pleasing and perfect, now it's time to close mm-hmm. the door, mm-hmm. close the book, close the canon. We're done. We've found the place to be. Now we just need to be better at being in that place. Right. Right. We need to grow ever closer to God. And in that sense, we're still open to God's promptings. We're open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But in terms of being closed-minded, it's not such a bad thing. No. Because that means you're a person of conviction. And we're going to talk about conviction uh, in just a second when we come back. And how conviction is a, is a good thing. A person who makes up their mind is actually a good thing. And the Lord uh, tells us this. But just this idea that we should get up to date Mm-hmm. It, it sounds good because, you know, and I'm a person that loves technology. Tom, you've you got, you got all the technology stuff, I've don't you? I've got a couple of gadgets. That's right. you got the gadgets. you got the uh, you got the, the phone with all the oh, yeah. little mini computer thing in there. Gazillion apps. That's right. You look you're more like Star Trek. You know, you got all that Star right. Trek stuff going on. And, and you got the <laughs> and you got the interwebs. <laughs> you know, you, know you, you got your computer. And we right. have the Internet. We have all these great things. That abound. And people who are listening to this, a majority of our listeners here at the Catholic Cafe are listening. Podcasts. Right. They're listening to podcasts. They're listening on iTunes. Mm-hmm. They're listening to these, these uh, on their computers. Mm-hmm. And so the, the technology is a great thing. And in that sense, it's good to be up to date mm-hmm. and to be able to use the latest, greatest technology. I'm sure at the time when the Bible was written, someone's like going, you're really going to like take some kind of ink and you're going to put this on a piece of paper? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so newfangled. You know, right. why don't we just tell stories like our ancestors have always done? That's the way you're supposed to do it. Right. Well, the, the they, you know, looked at technology at that time, and technology said, hey, if you write this down, it's going to last longer, and, yeah. and it's going to be a little more precise, and the words of the Lord will be kept uh, with precision. Now, they were kept with precision for, you know, several hundred years without having – we don't have we don't have any original copies, the, you know, right. of, of the, uh, the little uh, court stenographer that was in there taking notes as Jesus was speaking. We don't have that. Right. But we do have the Holy Spirit who's guided us, mm-hmm. right? Well, in our technology now, we have avenues where where technology helps us in that regard. Mm-hmm. But technology is not the Savior. So to get up to date is not to change our moral structure, not to change the teachings of the church, not to go and uproot all that stuff, but it's to embrace it in order to build our relationship, in order to be transformed, to use that technology to transform us. So, yeah, the church needs to get up to date in the sense that the church needs to use these new technologies right. and this new evangelization. That's important. Yeah, I'm certainly not saying we shouldn't do that. But when it comes to the content, when it comes to that, the truth that is being transmitted. Key word there, truth. 
when it comes to that, that is, that's unchanging because God is unchanging. Right. Right. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Right. And so those, in that regard, that's a closed case too. That's very closed-minded mm-hmm. of God, isn't it, to, to be the same and it never is. change. Well, but you know what? That's a good thing sometimes. It is. So all that said, we're going to take a, a quick break. Before okay. I do that, I want to remind folks at home that we have a great website, right, new technology. It is great. www.thecatholiccafe.com. And also I'd love for you to email me. Send, send me an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian, and we are talking about this exciting concept. 
yes. of being transformed. We are. You're right. And so now we've talked about that wonderful verse, do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm-hmm. Right? St. Paul's gift to us uh, when he was talking to the Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. But I'm going to talk about another verse now. All righty. And so here's this idea that a lot of people think, well, but you know, what's so bad about just kind of going along with everybody else and being kind of quiet, being one of the crowd, being in the group, mm-hmm. you know, this idea of being conformed, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're not conformed to something bad, what if I just don't take a, a view, I don't really espouse some kind of view or take a side? What if I just kind yeah. of get along with everybody? Yeah. And so this is this is problematic. And I talked about the Sounds idea wishy-washy to th- me. that a person of conviction mm-hmm. is something that Jesus likes. And so I'm going to show where Jesus tells us. And this is one of my other favorite verses in, in the Bible. And the reason why I like it so much is because it actually, you know, Jesus lays it on the line so often in here. And everyone sees Jesus as this warm and loving uh, person that teaches us to turn the other cheek. And he's very, you know humble and Mm -hmm. and all these things and these are all true you're right and yet when he is like to the point he's to the point oh yeah and so here let's let's jump to the book of revelation so here's the the revelation to saint john okay right and the lord is speaking to saint john and saying take this down write this write this to this church write this to this church in other words he's writing to us Mm -hmm. so jesus is dictating to saint john okay Here's one of the things he says to to write, and this is a uh, chapter three, verses uh, fifth, well, verse fifteen and sixteen. Right. I know your works. I know that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now. That's some harsh words. That's very harsh. <laughs> yeah, and what and what's amazing is like if you read the Dewey Reams version and some right. of the old other other versions translations, I will vomit you forth. That's pretty doggone right? harsh. I will spew you out. Yeah. So as refuse is like I, you know, you make my stomach sick. Yeah. Right. Bleh. Right. And that's what our Lord is saying, and that's what he. Lo- and so who is he spitting out here? He's right? spitting out the wishy washy guys. The, the, the lukewarm. Right. The person with no conviction. And, and this is an interesting concept here. Right. God wants us to be people, you know, filled with fire, filled with heat, mm-hmm. the, the warmth, the fire of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be fired up. He wants us to be hot. He wants us to be going in the right direction. He's calling each of us, wants us to be on that. Right. Right. He wants us to, to make New, York, New Year's resolutions that are, are, are going to just right. radically change our lives, not just like speeding less, right. which is good. I'm glad you don't get more speeding tickets, not just about like losing five pounds. It's good. I'm glad you can fit in your skinny jeans. You know, <laughs> these are all great things. But the Lord is talking about something deeper. Yeah, uh, 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 he wants you to have a, a New Year's resolution that is gonna gonna radically change. In fact, forget about New Year. He wants a new you. He right. wants you to make a new you resolution. And if to, for you to be a new you, you got to make a radical change. Right. Right. And now here's something that's key about this little statement here. This 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 scripture verse here, uh, Revelation three fifteen and sixteen, where he says, "I know that you are neither cold nor hot." I wish you were either cold or hot. Now, you're thinking a second here. Hold on. He wants us to be hot. Yep. He wants us to be hot because that's on fire for the Lord. And if you're not hot, then he wants you to be cold. And and you think about that for a second. It's like, was the Lord telling me 
that it's good to not believe in him, to not follow the church? He's not saying that exactly. What he is saying, though, is it's better to do that than to be lukewarm. Right. He'll he'll vomit you forth. He will spit you out. He'll spew you forth. That's because he knows where you stand. That's exactly right. See, a person who is cold, in this case, is a person who chose to be cold, who chose to refuse to follow the teachings of the church. Now, that's not to say that's where he wants you to end up. No. It just means that a person like that. what he's that, dealing with. That's right. He, he can work with that. Yeah. I, I can fix that. You know, I, you're a man of conviction. Whereas if you're, if you're in, in between like that, you're, no, you're, you're nothing. You're spineless. Right. 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 You're jello. Right. You're just waffling. You go with whatever is cool at the moment. Exactly right. But a person of conviction. And that's why sometimes we, we criticize people that don't believe the way we do. But the question you should ask is not that they believe what you believe, but do they believe in what you in what they believe as strongly as you believe in what you believe in other words how strong are their convictions right and so i may have different political or religious opinions than someone else but i respect their opinion because they're people of conviction mm-hmm. right and so if they are truly people of conviction i respect that now that doesn't mean i agree and it doesn't mean i have to give in and say well yours is as good as mine Right. It just means your conviction is good as mine. And the Lord can work with conviction. Mm-hmm. He can work with a backbone. He can work with a person that closes their mind to the degree that they make a choice, yeah. that they select something. They actually push the selection button uh, you know, on the jukebox. They this, made a choice, right? This always sounds a lot like Peter to me. He gets a little fired up. He, he does. Yeah, he does. He's, he's one way or the other. That's right, black and white. Yeah. Well, the Lord wants us to be black or white. Yeah. doesn't want us to be lukewarm. Yeah. Right. And that's the key. That's this whole thing about making a a New Year's resolution. Where and I'm not. I'm going to change that now. And, and Happy New You. Right. It's like <laughs> we we want a Happy New You. God wants you to be transformed. So if that goes viral, it's all yeah, your it's, fault. It's all my fault. But but the reality is, if if we're going to make a difference in this world, yeah. Right. If we're going to be people of conviction. We need to be people of conviction, right? Right, And it's good that we would find that place that's hot, that's filled with fire, filled with the Holy Spirit. Yep. But it's horrible. It's not as good to be cold, to find the wrong place right. to be, but be a conviction. It's even worse to be lukewarm. lukewarm. Yeah, and see that lukewarmness. And so nobody wants to be spewed out. Right. We don't ever, none of us want to be that. And again, that seems so harsh, but, but the Lord calls us to action here. Yep. And this is another key point. You know, we have all these folks, and I, for many, many years, was the same, who sit in the pew, mm-hmm. and we're lukewarm, right? We show up because there's an inner sense of duty that, well, my mother told me, my grandmother said, or, you know, whatever, I have to be in church, and so I sit here. Mm-hmm. And even as an adult, I just sit here. Yeah, you know, and 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 the and the the priest or the deacon who's preaching, you know, they they it's a nice homily, but it doesn't really call me to do anything or be anything. And maybe even they read this this reading from Revelation chapter three, right? Mm-hmm. I don't hear it. Why? Because my mind is kind of wandering. Mm-hmm. I need to be transformed. You're right. Right. I'm in a good place, but that doesn't mean anything good's going to happen. Right. Right. So I need to be a person of conviction. I need to. I need to not be lukewarm and all those lukewarm people that sit every day in their pew. And you know, it's not even just Catholic people sitting in their pew or, or even non-Catholic Christians sitting in their pew. It's people wherever they are. Right. It's a man in prison who thinks his life is over as he knew it. Well, it is over to a certain degree. Things have changed for him. Mm-hmm. But God, Jesus still calls that man in that prison cell 
not to be lukewarm. You're right. Not to conform to what's going on in the prison, but to be transformed by the renewal of his mind, as St. Paul says. You're right. To be a new creation, to be a new you. Calls all of us. Our, our baptism did it. Right. We were baptized. We were called to be born again. Right. Christ is all about that being born again. And so every year we have this opportunity. One of the things I love is the you know the connections that we have. The, 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 uh, the month January mm-hmm. is named after the god Janus. Mm-hmm. The god Janus has two faces, one that looks forward and one that looks back. Hmm. That's an interesting that uh, image. So you see in January, on January 1st, New Year, mm-hmm. the new year, he's God of Jan- God Janus. You know, not, he's obviously not our God, obviously, but right. we, we see him looking back. Mm-hmm. So to recount the previous year or our past and looking forward to the future, which is the quintessential perfect time to stop and say, what am I doing? Right. What I've been doing with all the gifts I've been given. Where am I going with my life? Mm-hmm. What needs to change? How do I need to better myself? And all I guess we're asking you here at the Catholic Cafe is to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Dig a little deeper than reading that book, than losing a few pounds and stopping the donuts. Although, you know, it's good, Tom, that you don't eat quite as many donuts. <laughs> but, you know, but, and I'm teasing you. Tom, has no, Tom has no donuts. Tom is, Tom is you know, he's, he's doing great. No, um, it's okay. Yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> I'm only giving you what you are free to give me, but I could always edit you out. Point being, though, God is calling us to dig deeper. Right. He wants us to be people of conviction. Right. He doesn't want us to just anymore sit on the sidelines. He wants a new you. He does. You're right. Right. And we we owe that to him. We do. He he died for us. He He did. He bought us with his his life, with his own life. He purchased us. He purchased our salvation. And so if we are to be there... We don't want to conform ourselves to this age Mm-mm. because we'll be stuck in this age. We'll die in this age, right? We don't want to Not die good. in this age. We don't want to stay here. Mm-mm. We want to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. We want to be with God. We want to discern what is God's will for our lives. Amen. You know, God died for us and wants us to be there with him. And, you know, it's a big challenge for a lot of folks because, you know, it's not easy. No. Incredibly difficult. Yeah, transformation is tough. I mean, I know what it is to, you know, I try to lose weight, you know, and, and you think that's hard enough. But what about trying to radically rethink and re-experience God? Yeah. Not to redefine him, but to, like, plunge headfirst into your Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. To spend time with the Scripture, spend time with the Catechism, to spend time at Mass and in prayer to really ask God to radically transform you. That's what we're called to do. Mm. It ain't going to be easy. Mm-mm. It is not going to be. It's a challenge. But you know what? Happy Happy New Year and Happy New You. That's perfect. It's what God wants us to do. There you go. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gifts you've given us, especially the gift of your Son, Jesus, sent to reconcile us to you forever. Help us to answer your call to each one of us by following Jesus with firm resolve and a steadfast faith in his promises. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.